three, two, two, one. Welcome to The Peaceful Truth, the podcast where we talk about everything from feminism, feminist issues, and everything in between. You are joined by your co-host, Megan Hoharts and Kenzie Meekbeck. Woohoo! Hello, we're back. We're back. I loved last week's episode. It was, I got a lot of good feedback from some of our friends. Oh, good. So what was it, Meg? So if in case they didn't listen, what did they miss out on? We had on Maggie Cole and Lindsay Francis. They are from my yoga teacher training, and they talked about mental health, um, addiction, overcoming addiction, and how yoga, wellness, meditation, mindfulness has helped them through the path. Awesome. It, well, it was a really good one. So how it was, was deep. Your, it was deep. We went real deep, actually. But it was good. Yeah. It was needed. Um, so how's your week been? It's been good. Yesterday, we went to Bellingham, which is a small town close to the Canadian border. It's gorgeous. And we had lunch, went to breweries, um, played games. Uh, there's pinball machines, comic book stores. It's just like a very interesting town. That's really cool. I really think it's pretty. Um, this week I've been sick. You can probably hear it in my voice. Like, I love how well Megan knows me. She walks in, she goes, you're sick. (laughs) (laughs) I just said hi in like a nasally voice. So I apologize for the nasaliness this week. Um, but yeah, I was just under the weather, but besides that, it's been a good week. I went to this really cool speakeasy on Friday. It was so cool, Megan. What was it called? It's called Needle and Thread. Maybe they don't want it out there and publicized, so I apologize. But it's like above another bar in Capitol Hill. And you, to make a reservation, someone else made it. And the person told me that they had to like write it on a piece of paper the time they wanted and like submit it into a box. And then they got an email back whether they or not they got the reservation. And like the bartenders, there's no drink menu. And so what you they're like really professional bartenders. So you tell them like the mood you're in and they make you a drink based off that mood or your taste. Interesting. Yeah. And it was so good. So what did you say your mood was? Well, first I said I just kind of described what types of drink I like. I like refreshing, a little sweet, but not too sweet and mm-hmm. citrusy. Mm-hmm. And it was really refreshing. It was really good. Perfect. I don't even know what was in it. There was a bunch of stuff in there. And then, uh, and then we both d- wanted like just to say an adjective and for them to think of a drink based on the adjective. And they just came back with drinks based on it. It was so cool. What was your adjective? Mine, we were doing it for each other. Mine was tenacious. Mm. Which I don't, I need to like Google the exact definition of tenacious what does it mean? I think it means like high energy. I don't know. And that person's was adventurous. I want to Google what it means. Yeah. Okay. Google it for me. So, and then yesterday I went to Jewish Passover, which I've never done before. What was it like? A couple of my roommates are Jewish. So it was really interesting. So you like have a book, um, that you follow the rituals with while you're eating this like several course meal. Like, it's several courses long. Was it good? Yeah, and you do all these traditions and read about all these uh, interesting things that have happened in their history. So, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, it was really cool. So, what does it mean? Okay, this is weird. This means nothing like what we thought. Oh, no. Is it a bad adjective? (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Tenacious. Tending to keep a firm hold of something, clinging, or adhering closely. So, persistent. 
Yeah. That's what could be what it means. Determined, strong-willed, tireless. These are other synonyms. There you go. Okay. Okay, that's better. The <laughs> the synonyms are better than the actual definition itself. There you go. Um. So, yeah. So, that was my weekend besides my little cold, which I haven't let um, give me any hiccups. But, so what are we talking about today, Megan? What's our topic? Our topic is about women and politeness and kind of what that means for us in our culture. Yeah, so the title might be something like screw politeness or something like that because I don't want to steal a different podcast phrase, which is, and I'm quoting, (laughs) politeness. Um, But so I'm not talking about before I wanted to like preface something. Um, I'm not talking about being a good human or being polite in general, those things are great, but like when you legitimately need to stick up for yourself and then you're considered rude, like even when you're just sticking up for yourself, you know what I mean? Yes, definitely. So that's kind of what we're talking about today. So Megan, you were, you said you were kind of discussing this with a friend and what did you discover about that? So, um, a friend of a friend is going back to university to not get a degree or anything, but just to take some studies on women's studies. That is so cool. And one of the classes is focused on women in leadership roles. So maybe bosses or just having a leadership, um, role as a woman through your career. And she's learning that if a woman let me, let me start with from the man side. If a man is, um, really easy to get along with and really compassionate and, um, really supportive of everybody's career, then other people will comment and say, Oh my gosh, that man is so compassionate. I love working with him. He, I can't speak highly enough of him. Whereas if a woman has those tendencies, since that's what we're supposed to be, we're supposed to be compassionate Mm -hmm. and loving and supportive. Then it's just like, nobody even comments on it because that's the way a woman is supposed to be. But if a man has those same tendencies, then we go above and beyond and think it's like this most wonderful boss we've ever had. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting. Polite was also one of the words. If a man is polite versus a woman um, in leadership roles, then we want to make a point of it to point out how polite they're being. Whereas if a woman's polite, that's just what that's normal. Yeah. No, nothing needs to be drawn. No attention needs to be drawn to that fact. Right. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, definitely. I think this topic in general is super engaging. Um, So here's where I think like the politeness definition began. I did a little research on the history because I'm a history minor, so I always have to have context. (laughs) So why are we like needing to be called polite? Like why, why are we, um, sorry, I have a cold brain. (laughs) Why are we like, um, like, why are we considered we needing to be polite? Anyway, it's being called, uh, typically we used to be called crazy for having emotions or hysterical. So I think the extreme of all of this is the remedy to that. So if we're polite, we're not crazy. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Um, so being called crazy, which still happens today. Do you feel like you've heard that for most commonly women like if a woman's called oh that girl's crazy and she just like has emotions yeah I mean I've been called I've called myself crazy I've called myself crazy and then what's horrible for my guy friends sometimes will be like oh yeah you're right she's crazy Mm -hmm. like which is bad like I shouldn't do that um and I like take ownership in that but they used to like when women they considered women hysterical they used to send them to asylums and like 
treat them in certain ways for things that are probably pretty standard. Um, so I'm taking from some of this from the Huffington Post. Uh, Catherine Pearson was the person who wrote this, but hysteria was a mental disorder attributed solely to women, and it used to be cured with herbs, sex, or set abstinence, punished with fire, and then clinically studied. And, oh, my God. And that is actually from a journal article called Women in Hysteria and the History of Mental uh, Health. And that's an academic article uh, written by Cecilia, uh, Marangela, Mario, and Bianca. So if we were portraying emotions in hysteria, then we were crazy. And then we were either forced to have sex or sex was taken away from us yeah and then we were treated with fire because it had something to do with sexuality interesting interesting and we're and then this article was saying that this only happened to women yes so we intend to historically identify the two dominant approaches toward mental disorders the magical demonol demo demonological and scientific views in relation to women so not only is a woman vulnerable to mental disorders she is weak easily influenced by the supernatural um and she is somehow guilty of sinning and not procreating or something like that oh my gosh i just have the best idea in the entire world i cannot what? believe we haven't thought of this before what for a future episode yes oh let's the witch trials oh my god <sighs> Why have we not thought of this before? It's going to be lit. The witch trials are... I didn't mean to make a joke on that. <laughs> the witch trials are literally one of my favorite things to read about. Me too. Holy crap. Why did we not know this about each other? We got to. Okay. Damn. That was I a good Halloween like, episode. That I feel like been a good it one. could be like a two-parter. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Okay. We got new ideas. Maybe we can do it next week. Next week. Tune in. I really want to do it. No, I'm serious. Perfect. Because this all has to do with this. You know that they thought that they were hysterical. Yeah. I was thinking about it in the back of my mind. Yeah. But I didn't think of let's do a whole episode, which is a wonderful idea. I was like, oh, yeah, the witch trials. This is basically genius, Megan. Okay. So, and thus the mental disorder, especially in women, so often misunderstood and misinterpreted, generates scientific or moral bias defined by pseudoscientific prejudice. So I just think that it's so bad. And she is somehow guilty of sinning. I think that, like, as the background, like, women, if they're loud and not polite and they're hysterical based on this stereotype, then they're sinners mm -hmm. based on, like, previous long-term beliefs. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So this first began in ancient Egyptian history. It was the first attrib attributable time they discussed it in the second millenni millennium BC. That's how long we've been thinking women That's be That's a crazy. long time. That's how long women be crazy, according to stereotypes. Oh, now this is really interesting. We're going to talk about vibrators real fast. Okay. So we're ready to learn a little bit about the vibrators and how <laughs> vibrators came about? Yes. <clears throat> So, when the vibrator emerged in the late 19th century, explains technology historian Rachel Maines in her book, The Technology of Orgasms, she explained it was intended as an electromechanical medical instrument to provide more reliable and efficient physical therapy to women um, believed suffering from hysteria, like she needed to have an orgasm. And it was welcome in advance. Doctors wanted it to 
to do that for every opportunity to substitute other devices for their fingers because I guess their fingers are considered sinful. So that the vibrator comes from hysteria. So the vibrator comes from hysteria because if you have an orgasm, then the hysteria will leave your body. I guess. Interesting. Maybe men should just get better in bed. <laughs> man, you're man shaming. <laughs> Sorry, I had to make that joke. It was there. It's fine. It was there. <laughs> we can laugh at it. <laughs> Okay, so we're typically expected to be calm and quiet, not talk back. You know, back in the day, I think I used to see these old advertisements, and don't quote me on it, but like old advertisements that was like, how to please your man and be like a nice wife. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like those old 50s advertisements. Um, It dates back to a lot. Have you ever, though, Megan, it's happened to me. Have you ever been like just sitting there and you just have a face and you're just sitting there and you're just not smiling and men tell you, you look prettier when you're smiling. I haven't had that. I, I can't think of a time that that's happened to me. But what I can say is that whenever I'm in a bad mood at work or at home, I don't think that the men in my life can handle it. And I think that <laughs> they're like, my God, what, like, she's hysterical. <laughs> yeah. They just like want to, they just want to fix it like instantly. Like what's the matter? What did I do wrong? What? Well, it's just like, no, like I'm just sitting. I, I'm in a bad mood. Like today is shit. This week is shit. Whatever it may be. It's shit. It has nothing to do with you. Yeah. It has nothing to do with our relationship. But I do think that, you know, I, I've never been told to smile, but then the same time, maybe that saying, we like you when you're happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't want to put up with you when you're... Annoyingly yeah. sad. Um, that's like when men tell me, that, oh, I hate crying. I'm like, okay. You're like, well, guess what? I'm guess what? I'm it. a crier. <laughs> um, and then, okay, so the politeness thing. Can you talk about that concept on My Favorite Murder? Because we both listen to that podcast. Like, where is that coming from? I thought that it was with an episode quite a while ago. And My Favorite Murder is both one of our favorite podcasts. It's with George and Karen, and they literally talk about murders that happen. And I think it was a woman felt like she was going to be impolite if she wasn't going to get in the car with somebody or if she wasn't going to. She ended up getting murdered, and but it, was, it came back to the fact that she was going to be impolite if she wouldn't have done something with this man. And then that's when I think it was Georgia said politeness. Yeah. And they keep saying it like, don't get into the car with someone. Yeah. Don't have an extra talk with someone or just straight up ignore a a stranger that's trying to talk to you. Like that happens to me all the time where I'll have a stranger talk to me and I'll just straight up ignore them. And they'll be like, but it will be like creepy. They'll be like, come here, let me see something or like, come here. Like, and I'm just like, no, they're like, come here to my car. I'm lost. Can you give me directions? And I just like keep walking. Yeah. So you, I politeness. Have you, um, (laughs) have you ever been asked to smile? Like if you're just sitting there? Yeah. Like when I like moved to Colorado for the first time and I was like, well, for the only time when I moved to Colorado, um, I didn't have a lot of friends. So I used to go to bars like by myself sometimes. And, um, and guys would like come up to me and they're like, why aren't you smiling? And be like, I'm just sitting eating. So 
So yeah. <laughs> so please don't tell me this smile. Um, do you ever feel like you owe someone something? Like if you said something, sorry, Binks is meowing and crying. Um, like, do you ever feel like you've owed anyone something? Mm, I'm sure I have. I like, can't think but of- you just like feel too polite to say no. I can think of a time. Okay, do it. Well, hope this might inhibit our chance of making them a sponsor one day. <laughs> oh yes, do it. <laughs> Say it. One of the of the box subscriptions for meals. Megan <laughs> it was approached and we were just trying to make a deal. Like me, I was just trying to talk to them and she was like, would you be interested in like subscribing? And I wasn't. So I just didn't say anything. And I was just talking to her about our podcast. And Megan's like, sure. <laughs> I got all those effing meals that I didn't want <laughs> for like how long? Two but weeks. But why did you say yes? Because I felt like I was being rude if I didn't. I should have <laughs> politeness. Yeah. God, you probably that is... paid like 40 to $50. I didn't want those stupid meals. <laughs> <laughs> now we're never going to get anybody that makes those stupid meals. And you're off. And you're out of $50. And I'm out of $50. The thing is, though, they are good meals. They are good meals. We and didn't even say the name of them yet. I know. So it could be any of the meals. Well, all the ones that I've tried. I've tried like three or four. Yeah, me too. They're all pretty good. They're good. <laughs> They're good. It's good food. I just like even those meals that are only supposed to take 10 minutes. They literally take me two hours. Yeah, I know. Des can do it in... Mm, 30 minutes but I'm so slow I'm the slowest cooker ever oh I love taking time on cooking oh my god I hate it oh really I hate it it's like my like downtime you don't like it Mm-mm. Mm-mm. what if so, you're with people that you like and you're cooking a big meal the other person can cook and I can watch <laughs> shots fired <laughs> So when we were cooking the other day, you weren't enjoying it. <laughs> I loved it because I just had to cut up like one thing and then you did the rest. So, I mean, that's fine with me. I just got to sit there. I was totally fine. Epic. <laughs> okay. So you're a bitch in the workplace if you don't express, if you express yourself too much bluntly. Mm, you know, when you're just being honest mm-hmm. and you just say, get this done, you're mm-hmm. a bitch. Yeah, I've heard that in movies mainly. I haven't heard it at my current workplace. I know a lot of my coworkers work there. They actually are very nice to in there, <clears throat> but like I have heard in other places, women be called bitches like behind their back for not doing it. Even actually, my stepmom. Hopefully, she doesn't mind. Like she like walked in on one of her former like employees calling her a bitch. Oh man, that must have been so awkward. Guess who got fired though. <laughs> <laughs> Guess who doesn't work there anymore? Uh, guess who doesn't work there? <laughs> and Your ironically, it was is... the same woman that set my dad and her up. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. But yeah, no, she's a really nice lady. I would... Bitch is the last adjective I would use to describe your stepmom. I know. It's funny. Um. So... So how did your dad know that woman? Oh, it was his neighbor. Oh. So we awkwardly had to run into them oh. all the time. Oh. Yeah. That sucks. Taco Taco. <laughs> or it was like his neighbor's girlfriend, I think. They eventually broke up. But okay. until they broke up, they had to see each other. That is so funny. Yep. 
or I've I've apologized for being a bitch when I just am trying to get something done though where I'll be like sorry if I'm being bitchy but can you get this done you're being polite though by apologizing before that which is bad yeah <laughs> politeness I should just tell them to do something and we should should we take the word bitch out of our vocabulary I think so it's hard it's really hard but we should we should definitely damn it (laughs) we definitely should let's do it so uh, apologizing too much also comes from like politeness thing and you know what it actually shows it shows an imbalance of power and can erode relationships and self-esteem and that's from a Forbes article by Melody Wilding Wilding but yeah so we should stop apologizing for stuff that we don't even feel that sorry about well, yeah, or just apologizing as a prelude to something that you're going to say that's just like a common request. Mm. You know, I'm sorry for bugging you, but can you do this? Or if you like at all are in a bad mood and you just apologize for it, like some, it's okay to be in a bad mood sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and the word just... Have you ever thought of that? The word just is me trying to be polite, but it actually kind of shows weakness is what I've read in a lot of articles. I use just in every single email. Oh, I just wanted to reach why, out to just you. Just say it. Why can't you just say it? Yeah, why can't I just say I wanted to reach out to you? What makes it impolite by just saying I wanted to reach out to you? This is, oh my gosh, I need to do that from now on. See, by saying just, it makes you seem like, um, excuse me. Um, sorry, I just wanted sorry, to see um, how things were going. Can I just? check in i'm just a calm little lady maybe i can maybe just perhaps get you a job i don't mean to be a nag but do you want a free employment um (laughs) see yeah like why are we saying just and i'm definitely guilty of that so a new york times piece talks about apologizing too by sloan crosley she says the saris are taking up airtime that should be making logical declarative statements expressing opinions and relaying accurate impressions of what we want Perfect. Perfect. And I just wanted to say something to men in general. Women don't owe you anything because you're a man. If she makes the choice and you don't like it or says something and you don't like it, end of story, she shouldn't have to apologize because therefore she's apologizing for her gender. She can make that best choice for her life. End of story. Bam. (laughs) Sorry. Bam. (laughs) Kenzie went out with a bang. I mean, (laughs) perfect. I'm just tired of apologizing, okay? So what do we learn from this? We need to stop saying just. And when you're sorry, you get, you, I'm not telling people not to admit when they're wrong. Right. Like if you really stopped up. (laughs) Then apologize. Yeah. But if like you didn't just say, hey, I'm sorry. Or no, don't say I'm sorry. Dang it. Ah, And say just, don't say just. Don't say just, just say, hey, I need you to do this. Right. Because what's, why, why is that bitchy? It's not. Thank you. Um, so Megan, I have a really good thing that we can finally share. That's will be both of our good things that we can finally share. Okay. Chelsea's pregnant. Chelsea's having a baby. Finally. And it's a girl. So we get our little girl, our little feminist. And I 
Charlotte also announced on Instagram, so I feel like I can say it too. Tell us the news about Charlotte. Charlotte's her best friend. Charlotte is having a boy. So I have a niece and a nephew, and I'm so excited about it. Congratulations. I'm excited. I know. We're going to be aunties soon. Oh my gosh. And they're only a few months apart. Mm -hmm. Have she decided on a name at all? She did. um, She had the middle name like set. And then I think they were working on a couple of first names. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, Chelsea doesn't have a name yet. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see what she's going to be. I'm so excited. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. Bye. Bye.